Hello, and welcome to the Yarniax podcast, episode three. I'm Charlene. And I'm Gail. And today, we're coming to you from Santa Cruz, California, where it's raining. It's our second rainstorm of the winter, believe it or not, and it's almost not worth calling a storm. I know, it's, it's kind of a silly kind storm. Of a, yeah, it's kind of a rain. drizzle, <laughs> but we'll take any rain we can get. So, Gail... What are you wearing? Well, in addition to my normal clothes, I'm wearing some hand knits. I'm wearing my Rocky Coast cardigan, which is a beautiful all-over cabled cardigan by Hannah Fettig. It's from the amazing book Coastal Knits, which I can't recommend highly enough. It only has 10 patterns, and I say only because the 10 patterns actually seem like more for some reason because the book is just so incredible. Very well written, very artistic, very clearly written patterns. I love it. So this was the first thing I've knit from Coastal Knit so far. I knit it in Miss Babs Yowza What a Skein. And the <laughs> color a great name. It's a very cute name, isn't it? <laughs> it's even Yowza with an exclamation point. Yes, that's what a right. skein. <laughs> the colorway is pewter monochrome, so it's a dark gray that has some tonal variations so that there are little specks of light gray throughout, so it's not a solid color. Very squishy, happy, warm yarn. I will definitely be buying more of this yarn as soon as I can get my hands on some. So it took about, I think, two skeins, but they are big skeins as implied by the name. So highly recommend the sweater. It was a great knit, and Charlene even knit one too. So (laughs) that's the first thing I'm wearing. And the second thing I'm wearing is the jeweled cowl. It's by let me hope I pronounce the name correctly, Sachiko Umura. It's a free pattern on Ravelry. Free pattern. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it's knit with Madeline Tosh Prairie in the cedar colorway. So it's a deep green marble so with lighter pretty. greens. So pretty. And even though I'm a redhead, I don't typically wear green. So I'm trying these brief forays into green. She should wear more green. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my mother-in-law would love to see me wear more green. But my children keep saying, Mommy, you don't look good in green. Charlene's theory on that is that they just aren't used to seeing me in green. And my husband's colorblind, so he's going to help there. But anyway, cedar colorway. And the interesting thing about this cowl is that it has beadwork in it. Lovely beadwork. It's super pretty. It's super easy, too. So if any of you have not yet tried beadwork, I highly recommend this pattern as your first go at it. I chose three different colors of beads and just mixed them randomly together. The pattern is so ridiculously easy that it's just simple, like, autopilot knitting. You just add a bead every other round for 22, I think, repeats in each round. Really easy. Check out the pattern if you're at all interested. Would also make a great gift. So that's what I'm wearing. And you, Shirley? What am I wearing? I am wearing a sweater called Wicked, written by Rachel Bishop. This particular sweater I knit two years ago. I looked it up on Ravelry this morning, and it's still in pretty good shape. And during the cold season, I wear it quite a bit because it's a perfect... Pullover. I can pull it over a long sleeve t-shirt and just go. I knit it in Deve Atuno yarn, which is from Cascade. And it's in a brown and gray colorway. And it kind of stripes. Yeah, it does um, look like it's self-striping to a small degree. Yeah, stri- but it's, it's really nice, really warm, very thick, nice yarn. I'm very happy with it. 
The other thing I'm wearing is a pair of fingerless mitts that I've made years and years and years ago, and they're kind of the ones that I keep by the door to pull on when I walk the kids to school. I keep them in the car. I <laughs> they look well, they, well they used. They do. They do. They're very, very they're very well warm and yeah. well worn. And actually, there's a story about them because I actually lost the mate for probably over a year in my house somewhere. And I remember I kept coming across one. I think one was in a pocket of a jacket, and the other one was in a box somewhere. And I kept thinking, oh, I'm going to find, I'm going to be able to match them up sometime. And it happened, and so I'm wearing them again. So They look very comfy. They are. And on the subject of mitts, I'm going to derail us for just oh, a moment. Oh, that's great. Because today <laughs> I found two free patterns for fingerless mitts that were both really cute. One was a classic elite yarn mitt that was done in their lush Angora yarn. Ooh. Very pretty. Had some cables in there. I apologize. I don't remember the name of the pattern. And then the other one was it heart-shaped cookie mitts? I sent oh, you the pattern. Yes. It was a Mary yes. Jane Mucklestone pattern that she has free for a limited time. It's also a worsted weight yarn, and she has hearts against a solid background, just little mitts, so there's some color work involved. But they were adorable. They and were adorable. Both free patterns, so, you know, those cute little kind of instant gratification projects that also could be great gift-giving projects. You know, and the mitt pattern, the Mary Jane Mucklestone mitt pattern, was only going to be free for a couple of right. days. A limited, very short So I don't time. know if we'll get the podcast up before. We'll try really hard. We'll try though. really hard and we'll put a link to it. Yes. Okay. So that's what we're wearing. And now with the cute accompaniment of the happy birds in Charlene's backyard, <laughs> let's hear about what we're stocking this week. What are you stocking, Charlene? What am I stocking? I am stocking tunics in general. Someone came into the yarn store wearing a long tunic. It was a neutral color, kind of a camel color tunic with three big cables on the front. And it was almost a turtleneck, but a little bit loose. It wasn't quite a cowl. It was somewhere in between a neck. Um, and it was really, really cute sweater. It had short sleeves. Were they golden sleeves? It seemed like they were kind of... They were kind of big, but they weren't, because they were short, so they weren't... No, they weren't dolman. They were raglan sleeves. Okay. Because um, the dolman sleeves kind of come down more. Back and then come out. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and this was really cute. Everybody that was in the store, when she walked in, they were all kind of looking at the sweater and scouting it out. And, of course, somebody finally had to ask, did you make your sweater? Well, it turns out she did not make her sweater. It was a purchased sweater, but she allowed me to take a picture of the front and the back of her sweater. So now I'm, I've been stocking tunic patterns to see if there's anything out there similar to it. So far, I haven't found anything similar to it, so I may have to just wing it and make it myself. Now, see, in um, our first definition of stalking, didn't I say when you could surreptitiously follow someone down the street down and the, try to yes, take a picture yes, of them with your iPhone? Exactly. So, yeah, this, exactly. in this case, you so actually this is asked serious stalking, <laughs> yeah, although I did ask. 
And she promptly sent me the pictures shortly after <laughs> she took them so that I could enjoy it. I did. And squee, look at this. It's so cute. How can I make it? What yarn? And I haven't decided what yarn. Um, her tunic was a camel colored, very neutral, and it was really nice. It wasn't a color that I would think of using for myself, but you never know. I might. I don't know. Well, it so, doesn't have to be in the camel color. Right. Your possibilities are endless. Right, exactly. The possibilities are endless. That's the problem. No, that's the joy. <laughs> that's the joy of it all. True, true. Makes it harder to narrow down on a color, but oh, just true. you can fantasize about all true. the different possibilities. And then the second thing that I've been stocking is neither a project or a sweater. I have just been stocking pod, knitting podcasts specifically podcast groups on Twitter, and podcast blogs, because as we have started our little venture, I'm just curious to see how other people are doing it, what everybody else's blogs look like, how they post their shows. So I've been spending an awful lot of time just perusing podcast blogs, podcasting News, podcasting, HTML code, just Well, we're trying all to make that. ours as cool as we can. Exactly, so exactly, exactly. And we do have to add here a huge thank you to everybody who's given us positive feedback so far, considering we've only had our first two episodes up for, what, four days, three days? Something very, yes, yes. something very short. <laughs> we're glowing. So, we're so we excited are. and happy thank about the whole so thing. Thank you so much. It's you guys are amazingly so fun. <laughs> so, Gail, what are you talking about? Okay, well... Last week I was stocking ponchos in general. Well, ponchos are on hold now because <laughs> I've fallen in love with two sweater patterns that I've actually, I've had this ongoing love relationship with them for a while. This is the way stocking goes. Exactly. And then you finally <laughs> see that FO that throws you over the edge right. and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to knit that today. Well, Yarnosaurus, her real name is Tanya. She is an amazing knitter. She lives on the East Coast, and she produces the most gorgeous sweaters and lots of them. And I love watching her posts because you just see the most gorgeous knitting. And she recently finished Orange, which is a free pattern from Knitty, the online knitting magazine, which if you don't know about Knitty, you've got to check it out. Orange is a colorwork sweater with three colors. And unfortunately, I forgot to write down the name. I think it's Ann Weaver. I'm I think it certain. is. Yeah. I think it is. So Tanya did one in Pop Rocks, my, of course, favorite Malintosh color, or one of them. She did it in Pop Rocks, Graphite, and Silver Fox. Graphite and Silver Fox being a very dark gray and a very light gray. Well, I was struggling with myself. Do I want to knit this in a sport weight yarn, or do I want to knit it in a fingering weight yarn? The pattern actually calls for fingering weight. But I had sport weight in my stash. So <laughs> the goal was knit with stash I already had. And I had Madeline Tosh MCN Sport, which again is 80% merino, 10% cashmere, 10% nylon. Sport weight in neon rose. Neon rose is the slightly cooler version of Pop Rocks. So I was all excited. I was going to cast on using my neon rose with stovepipe, a dark gray Madeline Tosh color and Silver Fox, the light gray Madeline Tosh color. But after I hemmed and hawed around for a while, the next day I wore a sweater to work that I had knit in the colorway Baltic, also a Madeline Tosh color, which is this glorious jewel tone teal color. And I thought to myself, I really want to knit orange in Baltic. I really don't want to use pink this time because, well, 
I might actually have enough pink sweaters already. <laughs> so I had the neon rose out and I loved the comfiness of the yarn and it dawned on me, no, this color actually wants to be a different sweater, which we'll get into when we're talking about what's on the needles. So orange has been this stalking fascination of mine, especially over the last week. I have started acquiring yarn to knit it in Baltic, Silver Fox, and Stovepipe. Actually, Tanya Yarnosaurus de-stashed some of her Stovepipe to me. And another Ravelry user, Tanya Moss, she de-stashed some of her Silver Fox to me. So I'll be knitting that in the MCN Sport Baltic, Stovepipe, and Silver Fox. And I'm super, super excited about it because it's going to be so pretty and comfy and cozy and I'm a little daunted by the color work and the fact that, hold your breath, there's steaking involved and I've never steeped anything. The idea of putting scissors to something I've laboriously hand knit is really frightening. I'm probably breaking out in a sweat, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to be brave and there are a lot of Ravelry users out there who will hold my hand over the internet and I think Charlene will help me and be my support at home. So, steaking and a zipper, because I've never done a zipper either, so that's another biggie. I'm very excited about the new techniques. So, that's the orange stocking. The other sweater I'm stocking is called Opposite Pole. It's by Joji Locatelli. It's one of those really pretty, like, circular sweaters where there's cabling that goes in a swirl across your back and around your chest, and the sleeves kind of grow organically from that. And these sweaters are flattering on every single person they are. I've ever seen they wear are. one. They are. So again, Yarnosaurus, known as Tanya, is the one who pitched me over the edge into <laughs> I want to knit it to I have to knit it. She recently knit one in Madeline Tosh Aaron. Again, that's the E-R-I-N name yarn. That is an Aaron weight yarn. She knit it in a colorway called Cherry, and it just looks so amazingly pretty on her that I looked in my stash and said, hmm, I have three skeins of Erin in Fragrant, another pink colorway. (laughs) (laughs) And I wonder if I could find myself three more, which I did. Another wonderful Ravelry user de-stashed some of hers to me. It's on the way here from Canada right now. And I'm going to knit opposite pole as soon as I get some of these other works in progress off of my needles. So there are my two so exciting stocking items. So Gail, what are you knitting? Okay. If I have to narrow it down to the top two, I do have to start by saying my hats are on hold. You know, I was on that hat binge a while back. Well, (laughs) I don't think I've knit a single stitch on a hat in the last two weeks. My Laika sweater is coming along very nicely. I've finished the sleeves since our last podcast, and it's on my to-do list to pick up the stitches for the hood and start knitting the hood, and then I get to do the border. But the excitement in my knitting world has been buttercup. It's a pullover sweater by Heidi Kiermeyer. It's a free pattern on Ravelry. And I was talking about the orange sweater fantasizing and stocking and how I had some neon rose Madeline Tosh in my stash at home. Well, when I was holding that and fondling it in my hands, it screamed out to me, this must become a buttercup. So I sat down the other night and swatched and just started knitting. And in the last five or six days, The body is almost finished. I have three rows of body edging left to do. I want to knit a long sleeve version. The pattern itself is a top-down raglan. It's written short-sleeved, and it's not tunic length, but it's it's hitting about mid-hip, I would say, and it has a really, really pretty lace 
um, it's not an inset, it's worked in the pattern, but there's lace across the bust line, you could say. So my version will be written to pattern, except for the fact that I want longer sleeves. I want this to be a sweater. I can just pull on and go, wear around the house, just use for anything. And because it's one of the colors I wear all the time, I know that I will use it a lot. So my buttercup has been kind of writing my knitting world because I was kind of, you know, Laika was fun and everything and all the hats were fun, but I didn't have anything bright pink on my needles and I didn't know what was wrong with my knitting We're mojo. seeing a trend here. Absolutely. I'm a pink kind of girl. So when I cast on for Buttercup, I was so happy and smiley and just sitting on the couch thinking, oh, my knitting world is complete. It's a squishy, happy yarn. She did. She yarn. texted me and she said, I'm so happy. I'm knitting in squishy pink yarn. <laughs> so my Buttercup is making me happy. The other thing that's, I guess it's technically not on my needles yet because all I've done is the swatching, but I'm planning for my husband's sweater, the Emilienne sweater. The problem is that he has requested cables down the front of this raglan top-down sweater. And I've never done any modifications like these before. <laughs> so I spent painful hours last week figuring out how to chart the cable into the raglan increases. And mm. I'm going to show Charlene, and we'll post a picture of this somewhere, my laboriously created chart <laughs> that I pulled out my son's colored pencils and literally took me an hour to make this color chart. <laughs> I, I texted a picture of it to Charlene that day, and she said, is that a chart of an X? And I literally, like, slapped my forehead against my hand, thinking, no, it's not an X. It's the Roman pillar, too. Can't you tell? <laughs> <laughs> so my husband chose probably the most complicated cable I've ever seen. You have to knit it on both sides of the sweater. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So what I thought was going to be, you know, autopilot, stockinette, happy knitting in front of TV is now going to be, you better pay attention to it, Gail, or you're going to mess up the cable <laughs> knitting in front of TV. So that's been kind of my task because I keep telling myself, I'm going to cast on Mike's sweater today. I'm going to cast on Mike's sweater today. Well, I haven't done it yet. So hopefully by the next podcast, Buttercup will be done. I will cast on for Melian and Lake. It will be close to being finished. So okay. that's my list. Your turn. Okay, what am I knitting? Well, still working on the Still Light Tunic by Vera Valamaki, although it's kind of more in a time out right now. I have to be honest, I don't think I've picked it up all that much. And the reason I haven't picked it up is because I've been working on another project that I started in the last couple of weeks. Last episode, if you recall, I was talking about ripping out a sweater made of Rowan Calmer yarn. Well, ripping out one sweater got me thinking about ripping out another sweater. I, I have a few sweaters that I've saved with the thought that I'm going to rip them and repurpose the yarn. And so this particular sweater was one that I had made as a store class sample thinking that I would wear it, and then I never really did wear it. And it was made out of Cascade 220, basic, all-purpose, great, user-friendly yarn um, in all ways. The price point is fabulous, the yardage is fabulous, and the colors, it, it has more colors than any other line out there, I think. Oh, yeah. So I did rip out a sweater. It was an old top-down cardigan, so it was fairly easy to rip out, 
and I washed and dried the yarn, and then I started a sweater called Ingenue by Wendy Bernard. It is from the original Custom Knits book, and it's actually my fourth project from the book. I really like the knitting design in this book, and I like the techniques that she uses to knit top-down, and especially the top-down set-in sleeves. I really like those. This particular sweater is a pullover with raglan shaping, and it's just gone incredibly fast. Well, and <laughs> really what's cute fast. is that I was in the shop with her when she was deconstructing the sweater that was originally knit in the yeah, Cascade 220. Yeah. And I think by that evening, she was already texting me saying she had cast on for Ingenue. So yeah, because was... I, I did have one skein that hadn't been used for the sweater that was still sitting in my stash. So I was able to start with that one skein while the other yarn was being washed and dried and reskeined. So it really worked out well. <laughs> I think that's also part of what got me all fired up to do Buttercup because you were so excited. And, oh. <laughs> oh, I got the yarn and I'm going to cast on for the sweater I've wanted yeah. to do for so long. And I was all inspired by that. You know, like, oh, I'm going to do that too. It's just so funny because if you had asked me two weeks ago, what would I be knitting? Ingenue was a sweater that was on my radar. I knew that at some point I wanted to knit it. But like the owl sweater from that I talked about a couple episodes ago, sometimes you just get this madness that takes you <laughs> like over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you find the yarn, something clicks, and all of a sudden that sweater is the thing, capital T, T yeah. capital T, yeah. the thing just that like you must the same knit. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Someone yeah. on one of the groups asked us how you choose the yarn for mm -hmm. if you're pattern stocking, for example. And I think sometimes it works in reverse. I think sometimes the yarn chooses the pattern and you're just you're holding this yarn in your hand and your brain is subconsciously filtering through all the sweaters that you really want to knit and all of a sudden, bam, it hits you. And then yeah. you just, like, the madness overtakes you and you have to go and that's, cast on immediately. You know, that's an interesting question because I think there are some knitters who stash yarn without thought of what project they're necessarily going to make and then there are other knitters who stash patterns and are always in search of yarn and maybe everybody's a little bit hybrid both. Yeah. I think I think probably most knitters are a little bit of both although we all know the people who do there are people out there who stash compulsively. Charlene has <laughs> called me a hoarder recently. <laughs> eh, she's only hoarding the Madeline Tosh I know, it's, right like a, it's like a madness. I'm an addict. <laughs> okay, so I think that's it for What Are You Knitting? So what have we finished since last week? Well, I'm going first because, well, I haven't finished anything since our, la or <laughs> since our last podcast. I've been, I did finish the sleeves on my Laika, but I haven't actually finished a whole project. But one thing I did want to ask all of you listeners out there, I can't call my Zephyr sweater 100% finished because I haven't sewn on the toggles because I can't find toggles. I've searched our two great fabric stores here in Santa Cruz, and unfortunately I haven't found anything that I really loved. So if you can take a trip over to our Ravelry group and drop in to let us know where you buy your toggles and or buttons, I would really appreciate that. 
So, Charlene, have you finished something since our last episode? I have. Um, Last episode, you heard my obsession with the Owl's Sweater by Kate Davies, and I did finish that. It was a really quick knit. I think when we recorded the last episode, all I had left to do was the sleeves, and I opted for short sleeves. So it was finished very quickly, and I've worn it several times since then. And it's so cute. (laughs) I wear it with a long-sleeve T-shirt underneath because it's still winter hair and I did finish off the sweater putting little beads on the owls instead of buttons for the eyes and I'm really happy with it it Um, looks really cute I was going to mention that if you really happy with it yeah it's much better than the kind of in your face the buttons buttons were a little in your face for me unless you know you could find tiny buttons but I tried a couple owls at first and they're just little seed beads they're little They're even clear seed beads. They don't even have a color on them. So they just glint a little bit. So when I move, the owl's eyes just kind of glint at you and they pick up light from whatever is around them. They are perfect. I'm really happy with it. I'm really happy. A a lot of people have commented on how great the eyes are because it it looks like the owls are looking at them Mm -hmm. wherever. So. (laughs) So I'm very happy with it. Love my owl sweater. Love the eyes. And the other thing that I have finished, it's its not a project. It was just a repair. I was wearing another old sweater that I knit back. I had to look it up on Ravelry. I knit it back in 2004, and it is called the Rogue Sweater. And it is, it's a sweatshirt sweater in a way. It's a pullover sweater with a big oversized hood. And it's very warm, very nice. I knit it in an Aaron White alpaca, and I can't even remember if it's an alpaca or an alpaca blend. But I was wearing it one day last week, taking it off, and as I was taking it off, one of my fingers went through the sleeve. And oh, at, fir- <laughs> well, at first I couldn't believe that that happened. And I said, no, 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 just take the sweater off and then look. That that didn't really happen. It must but- have been through a <laughs> stitch, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. Even though it's it's a fairly old sweater and it's felted together pretty well at this point. But no, my finger really went through it. And, you know, it's the darndest thing. I looked at that sweater, looked at it, and honestly, I cannot figure out what happened. You so know, it wasn't I like it was a worn spot? It or? was not a not worn like a heel spot. Or a sock no, it's, your arm. it's on the back of my arm, yeah. not on the elbow. On the back of my arm, I'm thinking maybe I got it snagged on something. Mm. That, that can be the only thing. Or, you know, it might have been a weak spot in the yarn. You never know. You never know. And I have been wearing it for years and years. So, it, you know, it's it's a sweater. It's organic. You, you never know. So I had a hole in it. Um, And I did not have any yarn left. Over the years, I must have used what I had left of that yarn for something else, which actually leads me to a tip. I have a tip for the week (laughs) that I always try to follow, and I always try to tell people this when they're finishing a project, too. Just save a few yards of your yarn for repairs. And do you mark that yarn as to the project it was I used don't. For? You know, I, I used to take a little bit of yarn and put it in envelopes, but I'm just not that organized anymore. And 
I pretty much remember yarns. I don't. I can't remember a lot of things in my life, but I remember yarns. I have one box where I have little scraps, and I can look in that box and pretty much tell you what yarns I used for what projects. Wow. So well, that's but, a good tip because I am in the bad habit of using all of my little leftover bits as scrap yeah. yarn. Yeah, and I then think, it gets thrown away. Right. I think it's a good idea if you know if you don't want to keep a ball, use a little bit, but keep a couple yards just for repairs, just in case. Because what happened on my sweater, the yarn broke somewhere, and then it pulled out, and ultimately three rows were affected. So I found some other alpaca yarn that was a little bit darker, but it was close enough. And I just wove it through those three rows. And I think I got everything, and I think it will hold. It's not so pretty on the inside, because I have left all these ends on the inside. But it's going to all felt together eventually. How long did the repair take? Oh, not very long. I would say half an hour or less. Oh. It didn't take me very long. The, the time that I spent feeling grief over it and, and um, worrying yeah. about making this repair because partially I had to ask myself too, okay, realistically, this sweater is from 2004. I made it so long ago. Is it really worth repairing? Is it time to just give up on this sweater and knit something else new? Um, but I still wear it. That's, you know, one of the things I had to ask myself. I, I do still wear it. Would I make the sweater again? I, it's possible I would make the sweater again. Um, one of the features of this particular sweater is also... Yeah, one of the good features about this sweater is the nice big hood. Because it's like a sweatshirt hood. When you get cold, you can pull it over your head really easily. But many people say that the big hood makes... Well, the big, all the yarn that's used to make the big hood makes it too heavy. And so a lot of people don't like the fact that when they wear the hood down, which is the majority of the time you wear it, it's, it kind of pulls the neckline back. Not bad, but it does do that to me. So I don't, it's one of those ones I don't know if I would make again. That's but, a technique I think I need to investigate in terms of You've knit a sweater, and I have a lot of sweaters, like the one I'm wearing, that tend to roll down my back, like the yoke doesn't stay where it's supposed to. So re I've heard about reinforcing it with a crochet stitch, mm -hmm. like along the back. I wonder mm -hmm. if in the rogue sweater, if you did that along the front of the neck, if it would help to offset the weight of the hood. Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's a really heavy hood. The hood has cabling oh, wow. along the edge. It's a really heavy hood. I mean, it's beautiful. The cabling along the hood is what makes it beautiful and desirable and why everybody wants to make it. <laughs> so if you made it but again, maybe in a lighter weight yarn. It's possible, yeah. And actually, that was one of the reasons why I thought, oh, alpaca, because I remember people using cotton and all kinds of yarn for it. Um, but yeah, so what have I finished? My repair, my owl sweater, and... We should call that the sparkly eye owl sweater. Sparkly eye owl sweater. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay, so some housekeeping here at the end of episode three. First, I would like to say, and I know Charlene feels the same way, podcasting has been so much fun. It has we been. We are enjoying this like 
crazy. I mean, we really are. Yeah, we it's been really like, are. I would call it a creative outlet almost. Yes. That's like separate from our families, separate from our other jobs. Well, kind of separate from your other job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally separate from my other job. So it's just been this great. It's kind of giving me like forward momentum, just yeah, in general. Yeah. So. Well, it's making me feel really good, really well loved. I mean, the feedback we've received in just the last four days has been phenomenal. It's been great. Yeah, I just it's walked around great. this giant smile yeah. on my face. Yeah. So thank you all so much for listening and all the feedback you've provided. Shelly, thanks for telling me I'm rocking the pom pom. It's always good to have <laughs> that kind of reinforcement and backing from your online friends. Please also do visit our Ravelry group, which is the Arniacs podcast yes yes if you search under groups just search for either yarniacs or yarniacs podcast you will find us there and Uh, i did post the polls that i talked about in episode two so there will be a total of three to four polls asking what sweater charlene and i have both knit that you'd like to hear about so we would talk about the yarns we selected and why any modifications we made and why our opinions on the pattern etc There will be another poll for accessories we have both knit, another one for shrugs and boleros we have both knit, and another one for yarns we have both knit with. So some variety there, and if you care to give us your vote, that will give us some ideas of what you want to hear us talk about on Mm -hmm. subsequent episodes. And Stitches West. Stitches West is coming up. In fact, when you were talking about your toggles and wanting toggles, I was thinking, oh, well... Stitches, that's something you can shop oh, for. Oh, yes, Stitches. good idea. <laughs> Excellent. So we will be attending Stitches West. I'm not sure yet whether we'll be there on Friday or Saturday, but we'll be walking around, shopping. And actually, I was thinking about taking the iPod, maybe. We could. So that when we see things, we could maybe re- do some recording. I don't know. We'll test yeah, that. Yeah, maybe, we'll we'll, maybe we will. Maybe we will. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll just be so focused we on might, the yarn and We everything. might just do reviews after. Yeah. We'll see. And we'll probably be pretty easy to spot because I am a redhead and Charlene is very dark-haired compared to me. We're about the same height. About the same height, but... I'll probably be wearing pop rocks or something very similar <laughs> in the very bright pink range. So redhead with bright pink. And I have very curly hair. Yep. You can't miss it. So please do look for us at Stitches. And one other thing that just occurred to me, another tip for the week. I've been complaining rather bitterly about how frustrating it is to wind some yarn sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was in Charlene's yarn shop with her just last week trying to wind some beautiful Madeline Tosh yarn and there were lots of snags and things that were taking mm. a lot of my, let's say I have the patience of a three-year-old generally speaking, <laughs> so I was getting very frustrated and this actually became a topic on one of the groups I belong to and they had the suggestion of pulling the hank out and snapping it a couple times before Mm -hmm. you put it on the swift which I had never heard of Mm -hmm. and a lot of people said that that really helped eliminate a lot of the snags and such when they were winding yarn so I haven't tried it yet but I'm going to and wanted to pass that along yeah Yeah. so thank you again so much for listening to episode three and making this so much fun for both me and Charlene and we look forward to many more episodes coming soon yes thank you happy knitting I just want to mention that our blog is at yarniacs Dot com, and I have started a Twitter feed as well. You can find us at Yarniacs on Twitter. So thank you very much, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>